0: You're listening to Strong Woman Radio, a sanctuary free of testosterone, save for a few special guests, where ladies who like to lift heavy things can chit-chat about the struggles and success that comes with being a woman in a man-dominated sport. We welcome all listeners of all sports, be it Strongman, CrossFit, Olympic lifting, or more. Please send us your own inside girl jokes or questions if you'd like to submit one through the contact form on paleoparents.com. Simply click the podcast drop-down from the top right corner and submit a question or comment under the SWR tab. While you're at it, shop on the sidebar of our blog for our favorite products and recommended partners. Now, let's get to our fearless leaders, two competitive strong women athletes who earned their invites to nationals within the first year of training for the sport. Please remember, Stacey and Vivian's banter is often mindless and should never be taken for professional medical advice. So, we are back with Strongwind Radio. We're back! It's been literally forever. You had to go jump across the pond and gallivant about Europe. Yep, that's what I did. But listen, you're back at House (laughs) of Gains tonight, and the people (laughs) accosted you when when you got here, and they were like, I gained 15 pounds while you were gone. And I was like, I was only gone for 10 days. What do you mean you gained 15 pounds? So, Coach Viv is back, everybody. We're thankful she's back and happy to... Be back with Stronger on Radio. Yay! And uh, joining us this week for a special recording, which we actually were talking about doing before Viv left, and, right. but it's a timeless classic topic. Um, we have Stephanie Ruper. Hi, Stephanie! What's up? Stephanie is um, what I would consider the expert on women's health that I know, and you wrote the book Sexy by Nature, Ooh. Um, which I highly recommend to people about can kind of I make up a song to go to. <laughs> well, people I wish people could have seen the little dance you were doing right there. But um about kind of finding your your inner goddess, right, Stephanie? Yeah,
1: you know, cuz I and I take it from both angles, you know, I talk a lot about food, but I talk about the whole like, you know, how do you think about yourself as a, in a goddess sort of way? So
0: so all of us Ladies that like to lift think of ourselves as gods, for sure. For real, for, for real. I know. Um, Every time I walked
2: in the museum overseas, I was like, "Yeah, I look like her." Mm-hmm. That's what I look like, naked on the statue, naked in the marble statue. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Yes. So, Stephanie, um we were kind of talking before the show started. I specifically thought it would be a really good idea for us to talk about um, the effects that women sometimes get from weightlifting. Like we talk a lot on the podcast about the positive effects of lifting weight for women in terms of hormone regulation, metabolic function, strengthening bones, and you know, building dense muscle fiber to prevent osteoporosis, like all that kind of stuff, right? Um, but the problem that a lot of the women, especially people who are competitive in the sport, have is um, around weight. And we've also had shows, if you haven't listened, we had um, Meg on once. Meg and Nikki, I think, were on that yeah. show where we were talking about what we call the feels with um, having to kind of cut cut weight or be in a certain weight classes and... Um, you know, when, you're, when you start building muscle, you get bigger and how that makes you feel, which I know you're into all that kind of stuff. So um, you would actually really enjoy that show where Meg, who um, cut severely to get down to like bikini model show, um, ended up rebounding and having all kinds of emotional problems the year after, but is doing great now. Um, but that said, we thought we'd talk about kind of the flip side of that coin, which are the health effects of that severe cutting weight and specifically... Um, Viv and I were having a conversation about how, um, in an all-female weightlifting online community that we're in, there was a conversation about, um, it being normal for women to have irregular or no periods at all, and, um... It was definitely a concern for me because one of the things that I try to focus on with paleo and health in general is getting your body to a homeostasis of being healthy. And one of those things, especially for women, a huge indicator is menstruation, having nothing to do... I mean, I don't want to get pregnant anymore. I physically can't get pregnant anymore. <laughs> um, but I know that you know timely and um, not overwhelming menstruation is important and a sign of my health. So... I thought that we could talk um, in context about what some of the implications are and, and warning signs and, and maybe some common things that people who cut weight a lot might be experiencing from the perspective of kind of warning people to to be aware of what their mod- body might be trying to tell them. You down? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like... That's Do you what need you to put think? your seatbelt on? <laughs> Do you have post-it cards? Are you ready to go? You got your... Your little professor notes?
1: Yeah, no, the, my my brain—it's like the thing I talk about, you know. I could literally probably—you could, you could like hypnotize me, maybe, and it would just all just come out of my, you know, it's, it's, just, it's there.
0: It's so, what do you think about all that? You're a da- you're a dancer. What do I think about all that? Um, you're, you're not a weightlifter. I am
1: no uh That's so, so cool. I was at one point in my life a very um a pretty serious athlete um a runner and a cyclist and and i, I lifted but you know not specifically for i mean I've seen your photos I'm no <laughs> um but i was a I was a really serious athlete and when I was i didn't menstruate um but here's the thing i mean I didn't menstruate and it was it was kind of like I was one of the girls who was like, this is awesome you know yeah. i don't have to I don't have to figure out what to do about that every month. I get to have sex whenever I wanted, but the thing is, I never wanted to have sex because my hormones were in the basement. You know, like I didn't have a libido anymore because I I was too thin and I yeah you know, I exercised too much and my body was just like really f- freaked out. And I also developed over time a really nasty case of af- of of acne. I see a lot of um, I see a lot of CrossFit women get- developing pretty. Um, nasty, nasty acne, um, and that's for a lot of different reasons. But I think this is probably one of them. Um, and I, I, I had some health issues otherwise, but I began to wrestle more with uh, my mental health and the way that I thought about food. And my sleep got a little bit worse because if you're under eating, the female body like kind of wants you to go forage for food so it doesn't sleep as well and as often so there's a whole lot of stuff there that I, it's in my personal history but I, I have a long client list in the his, in my history and forthcoming and a lot of experience working with women and a lot of experience reading about it and doing research and just, i the evidence is is really clear you know it's it's not like not menstruating is going to like i said earlier it's not going to it's not going to give you cancer and it's not going to give you heart disease but it is a like it's a pretty big red flag that says your body is is feeling underfed and is shutting down the normal course of hormone production and when you do that you subject every system in your body that's related to hormones to risk. And pretty much every system in your body is related to your hormones, some more so than others. So your skin, your thyroid function, a lot of people start gaining weight because their thyroids have tanked. And, uh, Obviously, your reproductive function, your sexual desires, mental health sleep it's just the list is long bone health uh, most people who don't menstruate become at risk for osteoporosis there's just there's a lot there
2: just a few things yeah, it's, it's not like a long and daunting list or anything, but you know
0: well anyway, <laughs> so I guess what would you say to somebody who said, for example um well, this is more important to me right now. I'm not going to get osteoporosis at 24 years old. And I'm lifting weights. And <laughs> I get to, you know, lift heavy weight. And, um, you right. know, I'm just, this is it's more of a priority to me.
1: Right now. Well, A, I will tell you that your estrogen levels, which is the important part for your bone density, in your younger adult years like in your 20s is actually really important for when you're older so uh, this is the time period to try and have strong bones when you age you can do things like lift weights and take calcium supplements or whatever, you know, make sure that you're properly nourished to support your bones, but you're going to be at a disadvantage if you didn't treat them very well in your younger years, as is the case with just about every system of your health, right? Like you can't start preventing Alzheimer's when you're 60. You have to, it's better if you start younger, right? So, so that's a real thing. Thinking about your long-term health, that's a very real thing. And some people do develop more brittle bones when they're younger, even if they weight lift you know, <laughs> much as a uh, lift, some lifters might like to think weightlifting doesn't solve all of the problems. What? Lots of what? people just, lots of people just think that like their thing solves all the problems, right? Like here's my thing. It solves all the problems. No, it doesn't. <laughs> That's not a real thing that doesn't exist. Nothing solves all the problems except me. I solve all the problems. <laughs> that was it. That was irony. I was joking. Okay. We, so got it.
2: Uh, <laughs> we picked it up. <laughs> Uh,
1: Right. So, okay. So somebody would say, well, just now that's not my priority. Now I'm not trying to have babies. Um, This shit catches up with you. (laughs) It does. It really does. It's, uh, it, it worsens over time and it doesn't necessarily have to, you know, everybody's case is different, but these hormone systems, they sort of adjust to what you're doing and if you continue to deliver the same level of stress to your system over time and by stress, I mean exercising more than the calories that you're burning, having a low body fat, sorry, more than the calories that you're eating, having a low body fat, lower than your you know your natural weight or what your body wants you to be at, you know eating too low carbohydrate, that sort of thing that tells your body that you're starving and it's it's kind of a stress it's a stress to your hypothalamus and the whole hypothalamic pituitary adrenal thyroid axis thing where all of these different glands are communicating. It's a stress to those glands. And the more you stress those glands at a consistent rate, just the worse they can get. And again, this is something that you just see.
0: It's just something yeah, that's And real. I would say, you know, from my own personal experience with that, It affected when when I had that. I wasn't weightlifting at the time, but when I was eating like that and it was affecting me, you know, it affected things like my motivation because I got super depressed. Um, It affected my ability to sleep and my body's ability to regulate um, blood sugar properly and um, like my leptin, melatonin, cortisol, hormone hormone interaction was very messed up because of the amount of carbohydrate I was eating and cortisol and melatonin are going to be critical for people who want to rest and lift and recover. So for people who are talking about like, well, I'm just I want to I want to optimize my here and now and I don't really care about babies, like if you really want to do re, if you really want to optimize your here and now, the best you can give your body is homeostasis with its hormones and you know losing your menstruation or even having an irregular cycle like it hurts or it cramps or it's too long or it's too short those are signs that something isn't right
1: yeah we have this idea in our culture like pms it's something all the women get um, unless you don't menstruate because you work out too much pms it's something all the women get but that's 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 false you know they're symptoms it's not supposed to be so terrible. I mean, you can fluctuate and have some of these things here and there and that's fine, but every menstrual cycle shouldn't be a battle for anybody. You know, that's another that's another symptom of of stress to the body. And and Stacy's totally right. These things they play a really big role in your performance and your ability to have energy. As a woman, that's just it's very critical that your priority is nourishing your body. Because if you punish your body or if you deprive it of nourishment, as, as a female, the first response your body is going gonna, is gonna to have is, okay, 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 shut down hormones. Like, <laughs> we're shutting off hormones and it's just – it's super easy for the female body to physiologically respond to stress because of the evolutionary history, right? Stress was not – stress indicated that it wasn't a good time to have a baby,
0: this right. is why the your body's cheating it's not, not a good time <laughs> to get pregnant <laughs> right.
1: like when you're in famine right when you're like at war when you're like in the middle of this crazy winter like there were so many things if you were living off of the land that would like need to you would need to not get pregnant at those times <laughs> it's so important
0: and then and then there's bodies like mine that are just like i don't care what you're going through it's time to have a baby <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is also very real. That's also very real. Uh, But a very significant proportion of women, at at least one point in their lives, become infertile because of stress. It's like, you know...
2: Oh, that's Change. only slightly terrifying.
0: Stress <laughs> is a thing. I mean, stress it's is like, a real thing. It's like I, the number one killer of all of us or something. I it's went on vacation and, and I got nothing.
2: <laughs> right? Because, <you> were <laughs> because all of a sudden my body was like, whoa.
0: Yeah. When I go you know on vacation, that. I can totally like loosen up my eating and it doesn't bother me at all. Like the things that normally would bother me because the stress factor is gone. And so that balance is easier to obtain, but... It's like you're speaking
2: to my inner goddess. Because <laughs> I'm one of those people that don't eat.
0: <laughs> yeah. We've been working very hard to get their I'm doing a lot better. Yeah. And I'm you look, a lot, and you lot better. you look amazing. She's, she looks like... she. I mean, you still look very strong, but yeah, yeah. You're, you're leaning out for sure because you're eating more. Yeah. You know? definitely.
2: I'm definitely eating way more than I had in, like a lot of years of my life. <laughs> so I'm trying to reverse, you know, potential in the future.
0: You're gonna say something? Uh yeah, well I don't know if I have anything intelligent to contribute at this point. It doesn't need to be intelligent. Yeah no <laughs> You've you've sufficiently been intelligent. We can just our last podcast was a drunk cast, so that kind of puts the level of where we cast are fun too. all
1: right well can you hang on a second I'm gonna go grab a I'm gonna go grab a glass of wine <laughs> in a couple of seconds uh actually that was a joke I actually don't drink but not because I'm against it that's fine you know whatever. Uh, I'm, that's super exciting for you. I'm glad that you're eating more. That's fabulous. Yeah, I know.
2: I think everyone cheers me on a okay. little bit on the inside when they're just like Vivian ate all of her macros today. <laughs> I'm gonna, but I'm gonna I like I'm doing you... it to like lose weight. So this is the funny thing. So I'm like <laughs> trying to like lose weight just to be healthier in my body because I have a history of like terrible things. <laughs> but like I'm doing it with like a nutrition person and all this kind of stuff where they're tracking me. <clears throat> Uh, every week. And um I'm doing it and I'm I'm looking at him, and I'm like, if I lose my five hundred pound deadlift, you're dying <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> you're dead to me. And he's like, Okay well, then we're going to do this really, really, really slow. And I'm
0: like, <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, that's totally fine. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. And that's, and that's what Meg was saying, too, when she was on the show about she was trying to cut to uh, prepare for a powerlifting meet, but it was like four months in the future. And she was like, okay, so I'm going to start cutting now so that the 15 pounds that I need to lose, I'm not cutting in like a week or two to get there. You know, I'm doing it over time so that my body can gradually adapt, and I'm not going to lose strength, and I'm not going to have hormones go haywire. And, That's- you know, I'm, I am I hope that people hear what we're saying and take it into, like, oh, let me come up with an overall better plan and strategy for how to maintain. And I know for most of the people that I know, because I know several people who are um, nationally ranked competitive athletes, whether it's CrossFit or weightlifting or Strongman, and all of them don't take an approach to... Cutting 10 to 20 pounds in a week. And I know that there are right before right before the show. And I know that there are some athletes that do that. But like if you talk to that athlete, there was someone at the gym last week who was saying that she had cut 12 pounds before her last contest. And she said that she felt awful, that her contest went terribly, that like she wishes that she would have just stayed in her middleweight weight class rather than lightweight weight class because she felt like she could have performed better rather than like feeling, like, dehydrated and and problems. And I I feel like people see professional boxers or MMA people, or even in our sport, there are some people who cut from, like, heavyweight to middleweight or middleweight to lightweight um, in order to do, like, national shows. And they see those people and they're like, well, that person can do it, I can do it. Well, Olympic athletes can also... You know, work out 12 hours a day. That doesn't mean that all of us should be <laughs> working out 12 hours a day. There's for the most people, right? Like, we don't have that. That's that's some person at a elite, national, international competitive level who is that is their job is to like know their body and to cut that stuff and to do it the right way. And unless it is your job and you're doing it the right way and your health isn't being affected, then. It's probably not for you. Yeah, if
2: we had a twelve-hour hour day to dedicate to exactly what we we're doing to our bodies, right? Like we would be pretty good at it. <laughs> like I so, feel like you'd be, have to become pretty good at
0: it.
1: <laughs> to be fair, a, a lot of them probably don't menstruate.
0: Right, that's true. Well, yeah.
1: Like that's a sacrifice. Yeah, I would. I would guess that that's a sacrifice that they're making.
0: So I would just say and, that. Like And I I think that's a choice that people need to make, but I don't think it's fair to say that it's normal either, right? Like this, in the context of conversation, we shouldn't be saying, uh, I don't like the word should, it's not okay to say that it's normal, because it shouldn't be normal. It might be common, but it shouldn't, it's not normal.
1: It's not even common. It's...
0: (laughs) It's just because
1: of the social circles in which these people are talking, right? If you're, if you're a high level athlete and you're talking to other high level athletes, then of course you're going to run into confirmation bias and you're going to be like, oh, all of the girls don't menstruate, but. It, when you when you talk to people who do other things with their free time, you end up finding out that you are the only ones who are doing it that way.
0: Yeah, and and some women, a lot of the women that listen to the podcast aren't high level athletes. They're women who might are like us. We have jobs, right? They have jobs, and I <laughs> Kids, mean families and lives. A lot of them are probably less into it than you and I are, right? Like you, you oh, went yeah. to nationals. You're going. I realized to nationals. how into it I was when
2: I went on vacation. I was like ten days off of lifting. <laughs> I feel like
0: a crack fiend. I'm like, what is (laughs) happening? Um, And and for those people that just see it as like their hobby or they do it three times a day to be stronger, but they're not, you know, they're not into wanting to be a nationally ranked competitive athlete, it's certainly not appropriate at that level, right? If you're just like regular day-to-day Mary Jane and you have a job and and you work out because you like it and you, you know, maybe sometimes you do competitions or novice competitions but you don't care if you come in first and go to nationals then like definitely for me my prioritization is like my health and that means that I need to watch my menstruation and my carbohydrate intake and you know I can't I can't eat too many because for me I have a history of morbid obesity and blood sugar dysregulation and I eat too many carbohydrates and then my body starts to be like hey let's be fatty again and if I eat too few then it goes into that starvation mode that you talked about earlier right so like I have to be conscious of that and that's for every single person that picture looks different but it's important that people pay attention to the cues that their body are giving them
1: yeah it's really for a lot of people there are big balances to be struck, I do a very similar thing, right? A big part of what I do is try and make women more comfortable in their bodies period, you know, without it being a particular size or shape or whatever it is they're shooting for. And therefore I consider it a moral obligation and I'm glad to do it to not starve myself into a particular shape. But that doesn't mean that I still don't walk a line trying to keep myself within a certain range. And it's very, It's a very tricky thing because my body tries really, really hard to put on weight. Like I'm guessing that yours probably does. And so it took a very long time for me to figure out how to be physiologically satisfied and psychologically satisfied and a size that is healthy and also sexy. Like these are a lot of variables I'm putting into the equation. Like it took me a long time to figure out quite – quite exactly how to do that. And, and now I I have it pretty down pat and I really like my routine, but I would encourage anybody who's struggling with any of those things to kind of start playing with it because there is, there is a happy place for all of us in which you get to have the reproductive fitness and the menstrual cycle and the better performance gains because you're treating your hormones right. And your optimized thyroid function, like there is a sweet spot so don't settle for not menstruating and, and not performing to your to your best because you really can, you know, it's probably going to take a little bit of realigning of your thinking and, and training and whatnot, but there, I really do think that there's a place you can get to. You know, Stacey, you seem like you're pretty there, like you're pretty happy with what you're doing.
0: Oh, I mean, I'd love to lean out, but that's also like on the list of things where you said, you know, you want to be blah, 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 blah. Like, right that's not at the top of my list. So when I focus on the other things and then, you know, I try to work that in, it's, it plays in wherever it plays in. But no, I love that you said don't settle. Cause that's how I feel about it. Right. Like for yeah. me, for me and Viv, we both have different things that were, Hey, Hey, what's up, Danny? Yeah. <laughs> Danny has some things to say about, she's like, why don't I menstruate? You took that away from me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um but I, I think that you know for me even though leaning out like isn't at the top of my list i am very aware yeah. of you know if if i start to gain because i don't want to put on non muscle mass right, right? like i that makes it harder for me to perform.
2: I know, doing this podcast alone has made me, like, oh, really aware of, like, what my body does.
0: <laughs> Not in a bad way,
2: just in, it's just in, like, a way I never thought tra- of it. Yeah, because like, we're about it Because we talk about, it, about it all the time, and it's yeah. not only that, it's just, like, I feel like I'm learning so much from you and our guests yeah. of, like, oh, so mm-hmm. that's not normal. <laughs> 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 this whole not eating thing. No, not a thing.
0: Uh-uh. Awesome. Well, Stephanie, um... What do you want to tell all of our, our strong, sexy ladies listening to the podcast today?
1: Anything I can tell them? I yeah. I, know,
0: I know that you've got some some nuggets to throw out at them, so go for it.
1: Some nuggets. Be as
0: sassy as you'd like.
1: Be sassy. That like, well, I was sort of on the soapbox for a minute or two there,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> not to settle. And I think that that's a really important point. You know, I on my own podcast just this week. Told my listeners that my power animal is a sloth because
0: <laughs> so me.
2: <mean. laughs> sounds
1: so well, my, my whole life, I was just so I ran everywhere, and I was very Type A, and everything was hard and fast and strong and uh, super super ambitious. And I'm I'm still those things, but my power animal is a sloth because I am trying to learn how to exist a little bit more gently. And I'm not – I have nothing to say to you about your fitness and, and how awesome – that. I mean, that's totally awesome. I have nothing to say to discourage you from pursuing, like, these really extreme, um, like, just inspiring fitness goals. But I will say that the <laughs> – having the sloth as one of your gurus can be really wonderful. <laughs> and, <laughs> and And walking a little bit more gently and thinking about your body less – like something you want to control and bend to your will and make do these awesome things and more like something that's your partner that you're doing together. And the more you can do to enrich your body and nourish it and give it the stuff it wants, like to menstruate, the more you give it the stuff it wants, the more it's going to help you get the performance goals and the life goals and the happiness goals and stuff that you're looking for. So if it's trying to tell you something, I I think the right thing to do is to listen and, and to try and meet its needs and negotiate and sort of work better together. So that's my soapbox, and um, I don't have a mic to drop for you,
0: but <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <Peace. laughs> well, I don't know that I could say it any better than you just said. That was it. fantastic and really so. educational. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us on Strong Woman Radio, Stephanie. Yes. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find your podcast, your book, all that kind of good stuff.
1: Yeah, there Maybe are so can many stop things you these days. Right? <laughs> um, I blog at paleoforwomen.com and you can find a ton of writing there about the physiological aspects of, you know, starving and fasting and, and hormones and all that stuff. I have a book, it's called Sexy by Nature. You can find it on Amazon. And I have a podcast, which I love and which I have so much fun doing, called the Paleo Women Podcast. Um, it's like my favorite thing in my life right now. So check that out too.
0: And I would say that even for our listeners and women who aren't necessarily paleo, your articles are written from, they've got scientific references and they're from the perspective of just simply how to eat and nourish and love yourself and your body, not necessarily within a paleo context. So if people are looking for more information on hormones, like don't be turned off just because her blog's paleo for women. A lot of that information is just general.
1: Yeah, I... I got to be honest, I don't really care if you're paleo. I know that that's like my title, but it's just, it sort of happened that way and I fell into it and I got stuck with it. So, um, it's really just more of this and me trying really hard to be reasonable and figure out, you know, what the good things to do with our bodies and our brains are. So
0: awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Stephanie. I'm sure I'll see and talk to you soon and for everybody else, stay strong.